Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Mark Duffield on SEM. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Welcome to Inspiring Sports Stories. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. And today on the show, we're going to be talking to boxer Caitlin Parker. Of course, has figured very prominently in Commonwealth Games and World Championships and is currently preparing for the Paris Olympics. Caitlin, welcome. Thanks. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, the the bigger question is, how are you going? And is how is how is your preparation coming along? Oh, so yeah, I'm going good. I'm currently in preparation for national championships in Scarborough, Perth, uh, in a couple of weeks' time for my first uh, stage of the Olympic qualifiers. So very exciting. Um, just came off another very exciting uh, World Championships where I just got a silver medal so you know it's all looking good so just got to keep my head down keep working let's go all the way back to the start caitlin you were um obviously you're in victoria at the moment where you've moved to to further your boxing career but you you grew up in perth um tell us about your childhood growing up yeah so um yeah born and raised in perth i've lived in gosnells for most of my life um so yeah, my dad got me into combat sports nice and early, so uh, you know that he didn't he didn't want me to walk to school by myself until I could defend myself, and I had to get a black belt in taekwondo, and and then I could move off onto boxing, and just loved it. So, when you were a kid, did you were you a physical person, or um, was it something that you you grew into once you started doing the martial arts? So, um, my dad especially, like my my parents, I've got the best parents ever. My dad especially was really um wanted to be loved sport and he couldn't do as much sport when he was younger he didn't get those opportunities so he pushed my brother and I to try a whole lot of different things which I thought was great uh you know so I dabbled in a whole lot of um you know played rugby for years um I actually started off dancing believe it or not uh wasn't very good um <laughs> uh, yeah did it yeah a whole lot of combat sports um yes cricket so I really really tried everything but uh, I loved boxing and I was never naturally talented, but I think that just because he got involved, me involved in so many different sports, I built up a certain skill level and I think that really helped me um, in the boxing and, you know, being the only girl in a lot of the sports that I did, I always wanted to prove myself against the boys that, you know, I wasn't just this girl that, you know, couldn't do anything that couldn't keep up with them. So yeah, I, um, that was some of my motivation. I'm very competitive. <laughs> so you mentioned that he didn't want you walking to school on your own unless you could defend yourself. How far and how scary was the walk from home to school? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that long, really. I think I was just, you know, dad's little girl. So, um, you know, he just wanted me to really look after myself. But, you know, it was probably like maybe two kilometres. I don't know. You know, in Gosnell, sometimes, you know, at night you have to be careful and stuff. But I don't think it was too bad. But, yeah, 
dad's little girl. He just wanted me to look after myself, I think. <laughs> so tell us about when you first start off on Taekwondo because you had to get a black belt before your dad was going to let you walk alone. <laughs> yeah, God, I wish I could remember some of the stuff now. You know, I wish I um, kept stretching because, you know, with Taekwondo, they made you stretch so much and, you know, every day would be stretching now. I, you know, I struggle to touch my toes and, <laughs> and I'm an athlete. So, but, um, it, uh, it definitely set me up uh, well with boxing, I think. I, obviously, there's kicking and there's not little punching, but I think it taught me a bit of toughness early on. I, one, of my, one of my core memories from Taekwondo is, you know, we're all partnered up, and I was, I was always really big for my age. So I, was, I remember I was nine fighting 15-year-olds, and um, they partnered me up with this other girl that was a bit older than me, and we have these big pads on, and they, they kick them, you know, continuously getting us kind of used to it you know, on our, on our stomach, chest area. And I just remember I always wanted to burst out in tears just because it was so hard every time. I was like, oh, oh, you know, but, you know, I just kept a tough face. And I think, yeah, it just, it, it helped me be tough. And, you know, I started boxing with um, Fox at Fox's Boxing Gym in Gosnells. Yeah, you know, that, that was another thing that taught me to be tough. Uh, it, it set me up well for my career. <laughs> so why did you make the, the transition from, from Taekwondo to boxing? What, what drew you to that? Well, I was competing um, with Taekwondo as well, but I remember I got to black belt and it was a couple of years until I could go to the next stand. So, um, yeah, I, I, we wanted to try something new. Uh, we, we we saw that there was uh, boxing at a gym, you know, right around the corner from us. You know, it was a 3K run because I used to run there a bit too. Um, yeah, I just I just tried that, and there was just this whole new love for it, and this new drive. I don't know I don't know exactly what it was, but yeah, boxing just I knew it was for me, and I didn't know the opportunities to start with. And I started boxing when I was eleven, and I didn't fight until I was thirteen. And first time I jumped in the ring was with a twenty-five year old was for an exhibition fight, so uh, it was unscored. But yeah, I just couldn't find anyone my age and and the height and weight. Sorry, so. Yeah, just uh, gave it a go, but something kept me there for years without fighting, just years and years just training with the boys. And it's so amazing, isn't it, boxing? You think you just sort of get in the ring and you start doing it, but there's so many fundamentals that you have to learn before you're in any way ready to have a fight. Oh, there's so much to it. It's unbelievable. Like, not only do you have to get that ring fitness and, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, fitness. We train two, three times a day, and one of those trainings is um, boxing. There's so much strength and conditioning work that we have to do for it but yeah and then then you get in the ring and you've you know not only got to worry about what you're doing and think about you know your tactics but there's other people punching punching you you know (laughs) you've got to think about and you know analyze the situation and you know obviously defend yourself you don't want to get hit (laughs) hit and get don't get hit (laughs) so who was your trainer back in those days and how big an influence were they on your career uh, so Fox, um, so Fox's boxing gym in Gosnell is where I trained for yeah years and years uh, just before I obviously uh, moved to Melbourne. But I'm um, still consider him, you know, family and still talk to him all the time and get his advice and um, yeah, like Uncle Fox. But he he's yeah had a massive impact in my career. You know, started at his gym properly when I was 13. And I remember the first time I went, you know, he said to go for is run and you know do all these rounds of boxing and I was wrecked I thought I was fit because I was playing rugby I was doing all these other sports as well and I just I was wrecked (laughs) um but yeah he he definitely um you know showed me this toughness and um yeah he's just he's just great he's been a he's 
been a great influence in, in my career and in life as well, I think. Was the first thing you learnt to hit or was it not to get hit? <laughs> oh, I reckon I probably copped a few blows first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually remember like one of my first days of training there, uh, he partnered me up with this uh, other boy in the gym and he goes, you know, this is the Australian champion. That's who you're going to be working with today. And I just thought, wow, like I'm working with the Australian champion. That, that's amazing. I, I just remember that was, you know, that's when I was like, that's my goal. I want to be Australian. I want to be the best in Australia. And then, you know, um, I found out that women's boxing was being introduced to the Olympics because boxing has been one of the oldest sports in the Olympics. But women's boxing was only introduced in 2012. Uh, to be a London Olympics. So, you know, once I knew that was my goal, I'd be old enough for the 2016 Olympics in Rio. So I thought, that's it. I'm going to be an Olympian. So you mentioned, you, you, you talk about Fox from Fox's Boxing Den. Of course, you're talking about Peter Fox Wilkinson. Tell us about him as a yeah. person and what sort of mentor he was. Well, you know, again, so when I worked, Wilkins into the gym for the first time. I was incredibly shy as well. Like I, I did all these sports and things, but I was incredibly shy and I'd stand behind my parents, you know, by, at the door for the first, oh God, first while anyway. I just remember always kind of doing it, being a bit shy and reserved. Uh, the first time I walked into the gym, I see him and he's this big, muscly, Viking-looking man, <laughs> tattooed literally head to toe, uh, you know, got the long hair, big beard. And yeah, it was a little bit intimidating at first, but you know, you get past that quickly. Um, oh yeah, you, you get past. He's a bit of a softie, you know. He doesn't like people knowing that. But, you know, he, he was always. Uh, I just always felt like he had a, a soft spot for me, and you know, saw probably saw talent in me, or maybe added a raw toughness that, yeah, definitely um, helped push me and helped me really develop that talent. And you know, he wasn't shy when I'd go in these. To, away to development camps I'd go to the Australian Institute of Sport and things like that and I'd learn things he wasn't you know when I'd come back he, he, he you know it wouldn't be like this my way or the highway kind of thing he'd, he'd let me develop um, and you know always always be pushing me along the way What was it like fighting boys when you were young because there weren't a lot of girls around? Yeah yeah I mean I kind of just thought it was normal there was there was not many girls I remember yeah there was the first female Olympian was actually from WA, um, Naomi Fisher, Rasmussen, um, boxer. And um, I remember sparring her and she was, uh, you know, she was quite a bit older than me and I was 13, 14 at the time. And like I said, I always looked older than what I was. So, you know, copped a bit of a beating. And um, afterwards, she kind of realised how old I was. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, but that, that was the kind of the first girl that I'd worked with. <laughs> But, you know, that stuff, and like I said, what I've learned from Fox, what I've learned from doing these other sports, you know, that didn't deter me. It wasn't, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, you know, I just, I just want to be better. I just want to push and be better and better and better. And I remember sparring a couple of years later and stuff, and, you know, it was a lot better. <laughs> Caitlin, we'll take a break there. And when we come back, we'll talk about the start of your competitive career and your development as an elite boxing talent. This is Inspiring Sports Stories, thanks to Bauer and O'Day, and we're talking to boxer Caitlin Parker. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Mark Duffield on SEM. Thanks to Bauer and O'Day.
Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. This is Inspiring Sports Stories, thanks to Bauer and O'Day. And we're talking to boxer Caitlin Parker, currently in Melbourne, training to qualify for the Paris Olympics. Caitlin, let's go back to when you first start competitive boxing. How old were you? So I first jumped in the ring when I was 13, like I said before, against a 25-year-old woman for an exhibition fight. <laughs> and and what was that like? I mean, I remember doing some sparring myself when I was playing footy, and it, it's when it's that whole jeopardy between hitting and trying not to get hit, how much different is that to being in the in the gym just sparring? Oh, God, yeah. There's so much more to it, I mean. You you would know when you, when you jump in the ring or when you have someone in, in front of you, it's just, you know, inspiring. You, you can think a bit more, but when you chuck in the nerves and, you know, the lights and all the crowd, people watching you, you feel like this whole other level of pressure. And I don't really remember too much of it. I think it was just a blur. They were shorter rounds. and But don't get me wrong, the nerves never go away. I feel got them. You just learn how to deal with them. <laughs> I'd imagine that, like all other sports, boxing has a talent development pathway. Describe that for us and uh, and when you first got on that pathway. Yes, I think they, they had these programs. Uh, I remember, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but uh, one of these great coaches in Perth as well, Sean Nash, he, he'd usually take them and there'd be big groups of boxers and we'd go and we'd just go through, it'd be like three parts would go through just the basics. I love going back to the basics and I still love it now. People underestimate just going back to basics and working on those things. They think, oh, you know, I've had a couple of months now, I can do all these like 20,000 punch combinations, but basics are so important. So we'd always do that and we'd go through different drills and footwork things and then we'd finish off with some sparring and all of those days, I loved, those were my weekends, loved it. <laughs> I was always missing out on birthdays and you know, uh, seeing friends and stuff, just, I always had my head down in sport. And, you know, there was sometimes, uh, you know, in my youth that I was like, oh, dad, you know, come on. But he'd always, you know, he'd always remind me of what my goals are. And, and I'm so glad he did. It worked for me. It doesn't work for everyone, but it works for me. <laughs> so did you have goals clearly mapped out at that stage as to what you wanted to achieve in boxing and when you wanted to achieve it? Yeah, so from the first time I stepped in the gym when I was working with the Australian champion, I was like, that's, that's my goal from there. You know, that was when I was 13. And then I went to the Australian championships. I was 14 at the, at the time. And I just won the, the junior world, cha- uh, sorry, the junior national championships. Um, and I stopped the girl in the final in 45 seconds. You know, you know, that, that was how far I pushed myself. I only, only had, probably six fights but I'd worked for years in the gym uh so yeah I knew I wanted to be Australian champion and I pushed myself for, you know in, in less in a, just over a year for that uh and then when I found out the Olympics that females were being introduced for boxing that's when I knew my clear goal and you know like I said before I I, I um played rugby as well I thought at the time that I was going to go to the Olympics for rugby and boxing but you know you kind of realize how much actually goes into one sport and you realize that it's it's a bit hard. So you played rugby sevens for WA. Describe yourself as an athlete. Were you quick? <laughs> I did, yeah. Um, yeah, I I think I probably was quicker back then too, but um, I'm more of an explosive athlete. So, you know, I had more fast-twitch fibres. Uh, so I'm not endurance. When we have to do the longer runs for training, 
that's definitely my weaker point. I'm not uh, not the best in the team there, that's for sure. But uh, definitely my strengths are the explosive, the sprints, the um, you know the explosive punching as well. Um, so yeah, so rugby, I, I loved it. Uh, but I did have to make a choice at one point. I, I had a scholarship at Thornley High School and I was playing rugby there, um, you know, year eight to year 12. But I had to make the shift to focus full-time on boxing. I, I played for Kalamunda uh, Rugby Club until I was 12 with the boys and, you know, boxing at the, at the same time. But then I couldn't play until I was 16 with the girls. There was this big gap and that kind of you know, shifted me to boxing and I still love rugby and maybe I'll get back into it one day. But yeah, uh, boxing is all presented more opportunities for me at the time. You said you knocked an opponent out in 45 seconds. What was the punch? Oh, it was a a stoppage. So uh, we do have bigger gloves and especially when I was, you know, 14, probably didn't have that knockout power either. So yeah, I, I just, I was just relentless. I just did not stop punching. I was just pretty much, I didn't have much skill back then. I just walked forward, threw my hands, did not stop. And then 45 seconds, a couple of eight counts. And she, you know, spat her mouth guard out a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's young as well. Probably wasn't expecting, I don't know, someone like me, just, just nonstop. <laughs> Would you describe yourself as naturally aggressive? Uh, I feel like, I feel like I learned that and maybe... Oh, see, in rugby, I think I was as well. Maybe I am, but Fox definitely helped me harness that. And, you know, when I won that first national championship, that was my first opportunity to box um, at the world championships. And that was in Turkey. And I went by myself to meet the team in Sydney and we flew over to Turkey. And I drew this girl from Kazakhstan first up. And Kazakhstan, if you, those who don't, who don't know, are a very strong boxing nation, very technically great. Then, you know, this is a um, a broad, um, you know, kind of thing of, of the boxes, but usually they're just very tidy and not very aggressive. So when I came up against her in the ring, again, I, uh, she, I dropped her in the first 10 seconds. She kept going for the whole fight, but I won just pure, just coming forward, like I said, swinging hands, you know, not much, ta- uh, not much uh, technique in it, just coming forward, throwing all the punches. Um, and won the fight. And this girl was really good. She actually came back to the next Youth World Championships and won gold, but just didn't know what to do with me. So as we've talked about earlier in the interview, there's hitting and there's getting hit. Did it, did getting hit ever bother you? No. See, um, again, <laughs> going back to that, um, you know, Fox put me up against these big guys. So, you know, I'm getting hit by them. These, You know, no girl's going to hit as hard as them. So that's, kind of the way I saw it you know none, none of it bothered me I just walked through it that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> um at age 15 you get a WACE scholarship as part of their mentoring program and you get paired with Adam Gilchrist as your mentor tell us about that oh that's actually that was with the Sports Australia Hall of Fame so right. yep. I applied for that I think that was yeah after I'd won my Youth World Championship silver medal. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it was. I won, sorry, in the youth. So I won a bronze at the Junior World Championship, silver at the youth. So silver there and youth Olympic Games bronze medalist. But, I, you know, I applied for this scholarship. And I think it was pretty new at the time. But it, they, it was amazing what they were offering. You know, it was a 
free flight anywhere in the world with Eddie had Airways and uh, $5,000 sporting expenses and a mentor. Um, and I didn't know who I was going to get at the time. I thought, oh, I'll apply for it. But I never thought I'd actually get it. And, I, you know, I got this and they said, you know, we're partnering you up with Adam Gilchrist. And my dad was over the moon. <laughs> oh, what a mentor, though. I mean, oh, I, was, oh, I was so ecstatic as well. But to say my dad was is an understatement. Um, <laughs> it was very, very exciting. And uh, went over to Melbourne, stayed at the Crown, you know, to, to go to this gala dinner. And I when I went to this gala dinner, there's every sporting Australian legend in that room. It was incredible. You know, I got to meet Kathy Freeman and other amazing sporting legends and this sports australia hall of fame that scholarship program has been you know supporting me you know uh ever since and i got another scholarship with them in 2021 and they helped me deck out you know a gym in my backyard because i was stuck in covid and in uh, melbourne so they've been they've been great and god to get to, to be mentored by adam gilchrist who i still talk to to this day you know he was still messaged me and he called me at, um, you know, even at the last world championships I was in India. Uh, you know, he's, he's such a great person and so great to get some advice from him. Caitlin, we'll take a break there and we'll come back and we'll talk about you furthering your career and, uh, and, and developing into senior ranks in international boxing. This is Inspiring Sports Stories, thanks to Bauer and O'Day, and we're talking to boxer Caitlin Parker. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Mark Duffield on SEM. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. This is Inspiring Sports Stories. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. And we're talking to boxer Caitlin uh, Parker. Caitlin... You won a bronze medal at the 2014 Youth Olympic Games and then you won gold at the Golden Gloves in Serbia in the same year. That must have felt like it was a breakout year for you. Yeah, so so I went from... So 2013, I went to the Youth World Championships. There was, there was actually two um, consecutive years where we had World Championships as a youth, which is um, very rare. It was just because we had the Youth Olympics at the time. And I remember in 2013... I lost my first fight at the Worlds and I just, I just was so down on myself and I just thought, you know, what, they picked me and I'm, I just didn't feel like I was good enough. And 2014 came around, I was uh, invited to this Brandenburg Cup in Germany and I'm like, I've really got to prove myself here. There was just, I was the only female and there was four other males and I thought, you know, I've come all the way here. I can't lose my first fight again. I can't do that. And I've been putting so much pressure on myself, but you know, I, I got in there and I had three fights and won all of those fights. And I beat the girl that had beat me at the world championships in my first fight, you know, and I beat her unanimously. So, you know, every round. And I thought, this is, this is going to be my year. You know, I just, I just felt like that gave me a whole lot more confidence. I came out with a gold from that tournament, big trophy. <laughs> I went to the youth uh, world championships and, got a silver there and I went to that John Horman Serbia won gold and went to the Youth Olympics won bronze and that was that was a great year for me uh and a great year to develop that that confidence especially before stepping up to the elite level stepping up to the open nine um, 19 and up 
So, yeah, a very important one for me and definitely a fond one, a fond year of great memories and um, great wins for me there. Well, that was gonna, I was going to ask you, the, the self-belief you must have got from that must have just been enormous. Oh, it was, especially as sometimes, and it's still a, this cycle, you know, sometimes I don't perform my best and I get super down on myself. But like I said, my mentality is to just, push and to be better I always want to be better I've got such a growth mindset and I never want to stay the same I always want to learn improve and adapt and um yeah that continues to this day including um, my Olympic fight which we'll probably get to soon <laughs> so the the 2018 Commonwealth Games in on the Gold Coast that must have been a, a big event a, a home Commonwealth Games oh that was so great I love the Gold Coast Commonwealth games like that was one of my favorite experiences in my career so you know I, I go to all these international tournaments I've had 110 fights but never really get to fight in Australia in front of a crowd like that it was unbelievable so I remember I got the draw so we get the draw and the spider of who we're fighting and when um, maybe about it was about a week out before I fought and I got drawn against the gold medal favourite. So the gold medal favourite was from um, England and she, I'd spied her a couple of years before when I'd gone to England and I remember she was the hardest female I've ever had punch me. Like she made me see stars and that never really happens in the female boxing for me. So I didn't let her show, see it. So she didn't know that she'd hurt me, but uh, I just knew that I couldn't just stand there and be in front of her to get hit. And the whole week before I fought, I was so nervous, so nervous. I kind of shut down a little bit. I didn't really talk to anyone. I kind of went a bit internal. And, yeah, coming up to that fight, my God, the whole week. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I didn't – Um, wasn't easy to, to – um, sorry, it was easy to make my weight because I just wasn't really eating that much. But it was fine. Like, it was, I was eating what I needed to, but I, I wasn't – when you're nervous, you know, you don't, you just, I just was stuck inside myself a little bit. But what? I remember um, warming up for this fight. Yeah, I kind of, you know, it, was, it still hit me and I was like, hey, it's all right, just go out there and do your best. Before we're walking out, we we both on either side of this um, this big screen and, you know, I can see her and she's staring me down, trying to, trying to intimidate me. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not looking at you. I'm just doing my own thing whatever and so, you know I was thinking to myself when these cameras are there I'm not going to look at the cameras just look down don't even worry don't even think about anyone here as soon as I walked out into this stadium it was incredible one of the best moments of my life so this the crowd was just loud and I just it really lifted me up it was unbelievable and I just chucked my hand up in the air and I was like yeah you know I just felt felt so good the crowd really lifted me up there and got me out of it. You know, got all the nerves out of me. I got in the ring and had such a great performance. Won every round. She got a point taken off. So, you know, it, it really helped me. And then obviously went went on to win the silver medal, closer split decision loss in the final, but um, went on to beat her in, in the next tournament. That's a that's a, that's a thing for me. I always end up beating them after because I learn I learn from that. <laughs> So in 2019, you were the highest internationally ranked Australian boxer. And uh, and then you go to, uh, in 2020, the Tokyo Olympics. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I uh, qualified for the Olympics 
in 2020 in March. Um, again, what if that, that's it, that again, best, that probably was actually the best moment of my life qualifying for the Olympics. I, I, I missed out on Rio. I went and did all the international qualifications, just missed out. And so everything went into this uh, qualifications. I, I performed really great despite actually um, having a broken nose, getting a broken nose the day before I left in Thailand, getting a good head butt. <laughs> my first um, broken nose and oh, the only one, touch wood. Um, but yeah, I, I um, performed three fights, did did great, best moment. And then I went back to Melbourne because I, I just relocated to Melbourne and went into lockdown and got stuck in lockdown for I think about six or seven months until I eventually got out and I went and did a quarantine in Darwin to just to get out of there because I couldn't go to the gym. I was at home for, you know, I could only leave my house for one hour a day of exercise. I couldn't even go to the gym. So it was just, that was a testing time. It was hard and especially trying to prepare for the biggest like tournament of your life, the Olympic Games. I couldn't even train with my coach or anything like that. So that was testing. And, you know, I went to the Olympic Games with not having been in the ring for 18 months. And I, I went for a training camp two or three weeks before the Olympics. And that was all I had internationally. So it was that, that was hard. I didn't perform my best. And, yeah, I, I lost to uh, this... Um, woman from Panama who she was a previous world champion but just a lot more awkward than I thought and I didn't win any of the rounds and it was I was gutted I, I was I broke down afterwards because I just couldn't believe that I came all the way there and just just didn't perform nowhere near to the best of my ability so very very heartbreaking <laughs> was that a bit of a crossroads in your career did you think about you know maybe that was time to to stop or did you just get more determined off the back of that <laughs> I'm telling you, the second I stepped out of the ring, everything was like, that's it. I'm coming for Paris. That it just it all switched. I was, I'm. There's no way I'm not done, and I want to do this again. I want to. I want to do this so much better. And every single day, I remember that. I remember that feeling. And this this Paris Olympics, everything, everything is going into this. And already, I'm seeing way better performances so I just went to the world championships uh, in India and to get into the medal rounds I was I drew pa Panama again the exact same girl at the Olympics and I ended up beating her and god that it's just it was just redemption for me it's it was a, a, an amazing feeling and I know that I'm a whole different level and I'm going to get better and better every day until the Olympics I'm talking to Caitlin Parker, Australian boxing champion. This is Inspiring Sports Stories, thanks to Bauer and O'Day. We'll be back to talk to Caitlin about her preparations for Paris. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Mark Duffield on SEM. Thanks to Bauer and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. This is Inspiring Sports Stories, thanks to Bauer and O'Day, and we're talking to Caitlin Parker, who is basically getting ready for what we hope will be the biggest moment and the biggest success of her life. And Caitlin, you've just come back from India where you competed in the world titles. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, so India this year uh, in March went to the World Championships and got some really great tournaments and experience earlier than that in Morocco, Hungary, Bulgaria this year already. So came into India firing. Um, I, I, uh, where do I even start? <laughs> I drew against uh, yeah, Slovakia, Slovakia first in my uh, in my World Championship um and beat her unanimously, went through to fight, who was it next? I think it was Panama next. Yeah, I got a buy in the first round, so through Panama next. And uh, for those just listening, I had lost to her at the Tokyo Olympics. So it was a massive one for me. I put a lot of pressure on myself and uh, just did a lot of study <laughs> and um, thought about the tactics a lot and came came with a game plan of, of three things. That's what I usually like to come in with my fights, about three to four things that I'll be working on in that fight. Came in there and performed great, did everything I needed to do and won that fight. And that was just, oh, what a feeling. I had to back it up the next day. So I was still on this cloud nine. I just got a medal at the World Championships, but now I had to change the color. The next day I went in. Um, so Panama was a world champion. This next girl that I fought was a previous world champion from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, yep. Came in. Yeah, Kazakhstan and came in and uh, beat her unanimously as well. So just had this amazing, amazing performance and went into the final uh, of the World Championships against India and uh, it was a tough call of a split decision. They went back to, you know, count it back and the split decision uh, loss, which, uh, yeah, was a bit hard to take, a hard pill to swallow. So I'd done everything I could, but, you know, with boxing, that's, that's the way the, the cookie crumbles. And like I said, um, I always learn from every single fight that I have. So, uh, yeah, we'll take, what, we'll, we'll take what I need to improve there and we'll put it to the next one. Tell us about your typical day now when you're getting ready for the qualifiers, which start in August over here at Scarborough. Yeah, so uh, like I said, at the moment, I've, I've um, relocated to Melbourne being Perth my whole life but I feel like this is where I'm going to have my best uh, uh, training and preparation coming up to the Olympic Games so I'm going to do everything that I can possibly do until I get you know get to the Olympics and and try to get that gold medal so every day I there's a conditioning and a strength session so sometimes I'll combine those or it can be up to three sessions a day but Sometimes sprints, sometimes you know interval runs, strength work at the gym. Sometimes I'll go up to the Victorian Institute of Sport, and some days I can go in my backyard because Sports Australia Hall of Fame um, gave me a scholarship, which allowed me to get some gym equipment from home, which is very, very uh, you know lucky of me. Um, so yeah, I, I can train from home or train with my coach at the gym, and then boxing every night. Uh, so I train six days a week and boxing with my uh, coach now, Marco Osamato, uh, Peninsula Boxing in Melbourne. And so, yeah, we'll do a whole lot of sparring, pads, still working with the boys, but I've also got some great female uh, sparring partners over here. So that that's great. And females, are, they fight a bit different to the men. So I think it's always super important to be able to get those sparring rounds with some high-quality girls. Your most admired athlete is Harry Garside. Why Why is that? Oh, my teammate, Harry. I've met, Harry's been on the team with me since 
2015, we, we tried to go to Rio. We both didn't make it together. We both went to the Olympics together. You know, finally uh, accomplished our dream. And to see him win a bronze medal, the first medal for Australia in boxing in 33 years, one of my favourite moments ever as well. Uh, he's, he's an inspiring athlete and great to train alongside. He, he's just, his mindset is unbelievable and he's always doing these uncomfortable challenges and things. So uh, he's also going for this next Olympics with me and I can definitely see us both uh, doing really well in this. So uh, yeah, my most inspiring athlete is someone I can train alongside, which I'm super grateful for. Have you ever considered um, going pro and fighting for big money, um, Caitlin? Uh, look, the, thought, the thoughts definitely crossed my mind at the moment and since I was a child. All, my, my dream and my goal has been the Olympics and an Olympic gold medal. Australia's never won an Olympic gold medal before. So, you know, that would be my honour and that, that's what I'm striving for. Uh, and, yeah, I love also fighting for my country and getting these amazing opportunities to fight internationally and you know, fight in a team. I love it. I love being in a team and I'm the team captain. So, you know, that's also an incredible honor for me, but yeah, eventually, um, and maybe after this uh, Olympics, I'll definitely consider my options. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's probably another adventure. I see there's another, another adventure, different goals, different rounds, you know, where there's more rounds, shorter time. It's only two minutes rather than three minutes. So yeah, it's something to consider. So, when do you peak as a boxer, do you think? Are you there now or you said you're a great learner and you, you learn something from everything? When do you think your peak comes? I think I'm coming up to it. I think I haven't reached it yet and I'm just seeing more and more improvements. So I, I, I feel like it's coming soon and I feel like it's possibly going to be timed at this, this Olympics. The way that everything's going and the way, I guess the way that I'm pushing myself as well and my, the, the mindset makes a big contribution to the to the peak and yeah everything I've learned so far in my career I feel like it's all just coming down to this to the, the Paris Olympics so 65 fights is that right and about um oh. 48 48 wins and 70 losses or have you had a few since then I feel like that hasn't been updated for a while I've updated it on my phone right one moment <laughs> I know I've had about 110 fights 110 fights yeah, <laughs> so a bit bit more than that now. Um, about eighty international fights and about eighty wins. That's pretty good. So your win loss has improved over the years. Yeah, yeah, I reckon it's yeah about seventy five ish to eighty wins. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it written down somewhere. But yeah, most of those fights have been international and and yeah, definitely mostly wins. You mentioned being captain of the team and taking that responsibility responsibility very seriously obviously boxing is not friendly once you get in the ring but but what's the camaraderie like around the 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 tournaments and around the team oh I think what I love about it is that you know we are a group of people and from varying ages I mean the youngest on our teams you know 19 I think and the the oldest is uh, 39 or 40 this year like in that that's that's the cap on it 40 next year and you know no matter what, we're, we're still a group of people going through the exact same thing. We're training so hard. There's so much goes into it. Literally blood, sweat and tears. It's crazy. We're all going for one goal. You know, we're, we're surrounded by like-minded people. And I think that's just such an incredible thing. We all push each other and it's just great. You know, we, we all cheer each other along. And if we're not fighting the next day, everyone's there and everyone's supporting each other. You know, and that's what sport's all about for me. 
I love that team environment, even though it's a it's an individual sport. And I was just, you know, some of the some of the people on my team are in the same division as me, and you know they might be fighting at different divisions at the time, you know, or, or there's sometimes a couple that we can take internationally for you know not world championships or Olympics, but smaller tournaments they can um, apply for you know two, three people in the same division to go from Australia. And that, that's what it's been like for years. Some, you know, people competing, trying to, you know, obviously take my spot, um, which I've, you know, held for, for 12 years, which is obviously people are going to come for me, right? But um, it doesn't matter. You know, we're still friendly. Everyone, you know, still have breakfast. With them. I, I might be fighting them that day and I'm still, we still have breakfast together and stuff. It's, it's, it's an interesting one, but the way I, you know, see it, it's business in the ring, but outside, it's all about sportsmanship. It's all, all about making people feel included and, you know, being kind <laughs> it's not hard so when you're not boxing what are you doing what what what, uh, what do you do for a living and um and what helps you put food on the table mental fitness uh ambassador and i go around to different schools and um talk about you know my journey as well and and how doing things mindfulness and practicing gratitude helps build you know my mental fitness and things like that which i, I really love and i'm really passionate about i also um am a working with disabilities and I'm an ambassador for um, what ability. So I go around and um, I have a few clients that I take out and just make their day. We go and do fun activities. They, they keep me busy and sometimes fit, especially the young ones. They're all things that I can fit in between my training, which is great. And especially as I travel a lot, I have a very busy schedule. When I'm home, I, they have the flexibility and I'm able to just go, yeah, I can work this day, this day, I can take that one, I can do that. So it's great. Caitlin, we're looking forward to you giving the performance of your life in Paris and hopefully that gold medal, that elusive gold medal for Australian boxing gets brought home by you. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today and for sharing your story with us. This has been Inspiring Sports Stories. Thanks to Bauer and O'Day. We've been talking to boxer Caitlin Parker. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything.